What's good, everybody? Welcome back to a very special episode of the East of Stratford podcast. What's up, Vishnu? You see my smile, dude? You see my smile? It's big. <laughs> Manchester is red, baby. Manchester is red. <laughs> I'm doing good, dude. How have you been? Good, man. Dude, that game made my weekend. Honestly, yeah. I didn't expect it. But before we get into that, it's a special episode for another reason. Because Mr. fucking Karthik decided that he would rather get fucked up than be on the podcast. Uh, so he recorded this little video for us. We're going to put it here. Vishnu, cue the edit. Yo, what's good, guys? Uh, welcome to the East of Stratford podcast. Um, I am recording this prior to uh, Vishnu and Arman because I'm about to get shit-faced tonight. And I really, really doubt I'm going to be in a state to fucking record this later so um yeah so here it is anyways guys so um yeah so however you guys want to do this you guys can intercut or i don't know don't use me at all i don't know i'm just doing this because i feel like there's a lot i want to talk about the game so i'm just going to put my points out there and uh yeah you guys decide if you want to use it or not right so um all right so manchester is fucking red baby once again uh we have beaten United. Uh, we have beaten City for the third time this season, um, which means we have beaten Pep three times, and which means the only manager to previously do that was Fergie himself. And now we have Oli who's done that. So um, fuck all you Oli haters out there. That's a that's a really hard word to say. Fuck all you Oli haters or whatever. Fuck you guys. Uh, because clearly Oli is making a change and it is absolutely evident the change that he's making. We have, I think, maybe I am jumping my, making an assumption here, but I do feel like we're one of, right now our midfield, considering the kind of midfield we had about six months ago, this is just one of the most incredible improvements that we've seen. We have depth in our midfield, we have quality in our midfield, and this is what we've been crying about for ages. And we saw what that, uh, the kind of effect it has had since Bruno has come in. So, yes, I am, at, I mean, uh, to talk more about the game, City was absolutely fucking clueless about what was happening. Uh, they tried to play their football. They did dominate a lot of the second half. But let's face it, we had them contained. We knew exactly what they were going to do. Our back four was fantastic. Dahia was fantastic. Um, yes, midfield right from Fred for me was honestly the best player of the game but that's totally up to you guys um you know to decide bruno was always brilliant what a pass what a play um ederson was absolute shit he should have saved that uh but hey i felt like the better team the better manchester team obviously won and it felt like order has been restored um but anyway uh let's not again um i mean our biggest issue has always been consistency uh, but we're starting to see that. And the real question right now is, have we actually turned a corner? Um, so, yeah, we, we just have to wait and find out about that. But again, uh, I think it's not just the top. I don't think it's only the fourth position now up for grabs. I think even Leicester. Leicester did just win 4-0 against Aston Villa. But again, we're only five points behind Leicester. Uh, so I don't think that should be um you know i i feel like even third place is up for grabs so yeah um i feel like i'm missing out on something um yeah guys just cut in between because i'm just gonna put it all out there you guys see what you guys want to use um but yeah um 
Right. Midfield depth. I think I spoke about this already, but I'm going to get more into it. As in, um, you can see, like, the biggest thing we struggled with was having some level of quality in our midfield. I feel like that problem has almost been solved. I mean, one more transfer window, I feel, and I feel like we could literally have one of the best midfields in the league um, as long as we make the right buys. Right now, Bruno's controlling that midfield. We just need some more support for him. Um, I mean, Scotty was fantastic. Fred was fantastic. Uh, but even getting in someone like Grealish or um, or even if Pogba decides to stay, I mean, I think most of you already saw Pogba's story the moment we won where he was like Manchester is red or I don't know, reds keep marching on or something like that. Uh, so this dude wants to get back, clearly has suddenly woken up from the fucking dead and it suddenly he cares about uh, United. Uh, so um, I'm not sure how to feel about that. Um, but I know for sure Ollie's not going to take his shit or Mina's shit anymore. I think it's going to be... Um, it's going to be Ollie's way or the highway. So, yeah, and I love that. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess that's it. Um, what else? Right, areas to improve. All right, one thing I really think we can improve on is our uh, build-up play. I think that has been our biggest issue. I think we defend pretty well without the ball, but we need to start defending well with the ball. I think even Ollie said this in his, con- uh, in his post match conference as well and I completely agree because I feel like um after we score there's a lot of just city city was on the ball quite a bit um and we saw this with Everton as well our build-up play from the back was a little shaky we kept we are still losing balls in like important areas in the midfield which we clearly need to stop doing um yeah and um what else what else what else and yes the decision making in the final third was absolute shit this could have easily been a 3-0 game or a 4-0 game considering the first um i don't know what the fuck is up with daniel james the kid needs to just fucking pick his head up and look up at passes he just i just feel uh, even the way he he if he still needs to stay in this team uh and considering kind of improvements we're making in the team he needs to really pick his socks up because i think he's still riding on the fact that he started the season great oh he's this child prodigy no he needs to really pick up his game because you even see when he's dribbling i don't know why he just keeps running into traffic the whole point of dribbling is to go away from traffic but whatever he just keeps running into players it's 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 messy he doesn't have any sense of control um his understanding of the game also seems a little immature at the point uh but not being harsh or anything, but I really think that he can significantly improve his game. We could have easily had two more goals that game if it wasn't um, if he had just found the right pass. Um, even uh, Martial missed a pass to Bruno. Bruno was getting in fantastic positions. I could see Bruno scoring at least two goals uh, in the City game, but clearly he he just didn't get the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I think those are my only areas where I felt like we could have really, really improved. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I rambled on really fast, but I'm pretty, I need to start, you know, getting trashed. So, yeah, so I just put everything out there. Um, I don't know if I missed out on something. I think I've covered whatever I wanted to cover. Um, but yeah, guys, so it's been a fantastic week for us. Um, overall, um, the consistency is starting to show. Uh, have we turned a corner or not? We'll just have to wait and see. But I feel like we definitely are. Um, 
there's this beautiful bromance that's brewing between Martial and Bruno, and I fucking love that. Um, it's fantastic how Bruno's bringing this team together, just one person making this huge change. Um, yeah, guys, but most importantly, Manchester is fucking red. All right, so um, I think that's it for me. I think that's like about eight or nine minutes of just me talking. Um, uh, Vishnu, Arman, whatever, you guys can cut between this or like just give me a little segment probably either in between or at the end or at the beginning or just don't use me at all uh but yeah i'm really sorry i couldn't make it today as well guys uh because i know that i'm not going to be in a state to record so i don't want to promise and then not show up again so but uh but yeah that's all from me oh also prediction for our next game i think that's against last um i think the europa league i think we're going to um, considering our current form, I think we are definitely um, going to take this game. Uh, I think either by a 2-0 margin, 3-0 margin, uh, I see that happening. Um, and yeah, that's it, guys. So fuck yeah, Manchester is red. And I hope it continues to be red. I hope this is the dawn of a new era for Manchester United. Uh, but yeah, but and also... I promise, guys, from next time onwards, I will definitely be there. I promise. All right. See you guys. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you liked that little tidbit by Kartik. You know, he's slowly, like, just leaving this channel little by little. But anyways, that's not the important point of this video, of this podcast. The thing is, we beat Man City 2-0. Three times in one season, Oli has fucked Pep Guardiola. Vishnu, thoughts off the bat? Fantastic, fantastic win, dude. I know that for a fact that all of us were texting as the match was going on. It was like perfectly in sync. We were so happy, so happy, and we deserve this win. Especially the fact that um, during crunch situations like this, when we are in a position to um, maybe drop some points or, you know, keep up with the race for the fourth spot. I think we did a brilliant job today. Oli made Pep his bitch again. So <laughs> happy to see that. He's, he's improving day by day as a manager. We can tell that clearly. He um, stepping it up a notch and now it's 10 games unbeaten, baby. <laughs> Dude, it's insane, man. Like, he, he has rapidly improved and... My big thing is the way he hosts, I mean, does these post-match press conferences is yeah. so much more in an assured way. Now, he used to say some, like, pretty stupid shit, but now he's got, like, an air of confidence. He believes in this team, and he, like, he has instilled a culture in Man United, which is bringing us back to no player is bigger than the club. You yeah. have to work your ass off. And you should be grateful to be on the field and represent this badge. And you felt that at the Derby. It felt like City really didn't give a shit. Like, they were just playing. They had all the possession. Possession doesn't matter. They had way less shots than us. Yeah. And there wasn't, like, a fight from them. Like, there wasn't... It did, I didn't feel it. But from United, I felt mm. like from kickoff, even though we made so many mistakes in the first 15 minutes, we were all over the place. But we yeah. still like were at it. We were pressing up high, and we pressed for a long time before we started to drop off a little bit. And you know, he has changed the culture of this team. And yes, we don't play one way. 
and we play counterattacking and we dominate the games against uh, you know lower teams. But we're able to do it in different ways. Sir Alex, you could not say like Sir Alex did what uh, Jurgen Klopp does and is on the front foot all the time, or what Pep Guardiola does, which you know you could say is is a fault on them because they can't adapt as much. So obviously, I'm not comparing Oli to you know their way 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 greater managers. But what I'm saying is, not having one way of playing is not the worst thing. And yeah. I I just thought everybody. Put on, put on such a good performance. I couldn't name one person that did badly in that game. Daniel James. <laughs> Dude. But, <sighs> okay, Daniel James, but he, and he made some, like, silly mistakes, like not yeah. cutting that ball into Bruno, yeah. and there was one at the start he could have passed to Martial, but yeah. he was an escape route. Like, he's just so fucking fast, yeah. and he, he gets us out of, um, you know, so much pressure in our half. He just needs to improve his decision making, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But yeah. Um, yeah, go on. So yeah, I, I, I was gonna say, like, you know, overall, I think the team did very, very well. The passion is like so evident. You saw it in McTominay's goal, but we'll get into that a bit. What, what were you about to say? Um, just um, sort of adding to what you've talked about, Ollie, as well. Um, we used a similar sort of formation that we did. Actually, almost a similar team that we used against Chelsea. And mm-hmm. uh, that planned out, right? So he's kind of using the same formula to play against the big teams. And we can, you know, Man United has always been a counter-attacking attacking team since yeah. the Ferguson era. And, like, I feel like, especially this game that I watched, I feel like I saw a lot of Ferguson in Oli. Uh, but just the way he was, like... The defense was strong. Um, we he did make a couple of substitutions, which made it sound a bit eh towards the end, around the 78th minute when he made the double swap. But it worked out in the end as well. They did a great job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just goes to the extent uh, to see how much Oli has grown. Oli has grown as a manager. Um, he's he's um, taken errors that he's made in the past and converted them into successes now. Um, man, it was a brilliant play. Like even. Um, the whole setup that he he gives this kind of freedom to the players to make their own decisions and kind of, you know, form their own um, chemistry between each other. I don't think that works in City as well because, like, um, Pep does have the major majority of the say. And it's good to see because, like, now the players are having this sort of leadership roles amongst themselves, which is fabulous, you know. This is what a football team should be especially when you're trying to compete with the likes of Liverpool and Man City. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing, dude. This is the first double that we've done over Man City since Alex Ferguson, over 11 years. Yeah. Super that very nice statistic to have. Um, I love it, dude. I absolutely love it. This guy's killing it. And yeah, hopefully, yeah, we, get, we gave him a bit of stick earlier if he is, you know, if he is trying to actually learn from his mistakes and stuff. But I think this game kind of proved that we're no pushovers. We're not going to, we're not going to struggle against the big teams at all, as we've seen all season. And yeah, it's amazing, dude. This guy has been a game changer. Yeah, <clears throat> dude. And I think it's, this is a fixture now. Like yeah. before I, I was still scared before this game, obviously, but like before I used to be like, dude, this game is, is over. Like they're going to fucking crush us. Yeah. And even with the team they have, they still have the ability to crush us. But like yeah. ev- like you said, everybody like takes so much responsibility, you know, that they have to perform well. Like, dude, you see Luke Shaw, like in the postgame press ma- uh, press conference, all he said that 
he could be the best left back in England. And yeah. I think, you know, that's it's a step too far because Robertson yeah. and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But, you know, everyone's improving. Fred is a king. Uh, he's, an he's Robertson English? Huh? Robertson's not English, is he? No, is I mean, like, in the Premier League by, oh, by right. that. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. He's not English. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Scottish or Welsh. Um, but, you know... Where was I on that? Uh, Fred, he was yeah. incredible. Matic was incredible. You know, yeah. Scott McTominay when he came in. Bruno Bruno had a quieter game, but he had that. Like, we can go on to that point right now, actually. Yeah. Martial's goal. Um, you know, that little dink that wasn't there before. Like, that, I didn't expect it. And it just was not there before yeah. Bruno comes. And even though he didn't have a huge game, just that kind of thing like just can change games for us Vishnu go on about that dude it's it's so beautiful to see because um I've seen a lot of I saw a lot of the replays I didn't know if it was if it was planned if it was just organized the nth minute you know but you could see the connection between these two and Ollie said this as well in the post in the post conference saying that these guys are just spending a lot of time together Bruno and uh, Martial, they've just been eating together. They've been playing together. They've been like doing a lot of things, which shows that there's a real bond there. This is Bruno's first assist as well to Martial. Uh, first of many, surely. And uh, it's so cool because at that moment, he just knew that Martial would make that run. And even, you know, even barring the offside trap that Liverpool had placed. And he knew exactly precisely how to do it. And he executed that perfectly. And yeah, Martial didn't have the best of connections with that goal, but yeah, it was it's it's good to see that this creativity still exists after um, the you know the disappearance of Paul Pogba. Uh, it's nice to see that like Bruno's like stepping it up and finding people. Man, he'll assist you. He will find you from anywhere. Dude, like that finish, I don't give a fuck if it wasn't a yeah. sweet connection. Like it hit his shin. Okay, that's yeah. still tough as hell, dude. The ball coming over so your head. And hitting the ball and timing it all perfectly and, like, having it be accurate. I think Ederson was just so caught off guard. Yeah, he made a mistake. But he was just so caught off guard because, dude, you can't expect that. That's fucking, like, yeah. insane. That's an insane finish. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, like you said, it's so good to see that creativity. And out of nothing, he can make something mm. big happen so I, and i think it's great for martial too this should be a good you know confidence booster for him because now it's like four goals in five games i'm not exactly yeah. sure on that stat but last three you know his last three matches he scored in the premier league three, exactly so yeah. it's you know very good confidence booster from i feel like igalo coming in has given him that little bit of a boost because igalo is no i igalo is doing much much better than i thought i think i gotta eat my words a little bit because, yeah. you know, that hold of play at the end, I know we're oh. going to get into it. Dude, Dude, his first touch. His first touch of the ball. Dude. In your past. first city derby. Ah. In your first city derby. And he was so cool. Everything was so chill. Like, he was not stressed at all, dude. <laughs> that, that was incredible. Um, but let, let, let's move on to, you know, the, the two talking points of the game. This referee, Mike Dean, was pretty shit, I feel, um, in a lot of ways. And the first one is on Martial's goal. Was that a free kick on Bruno? I don't think there was enough contact in there <laughs> to make free kick. But, um, and Mike Dean was placed right behind him as well. So from his angle, from his perspective, 
it did look like a little bit of a clip, but uh, Bruno made the most of that. Um, got out of the way, dived spectacularly. <laughs> um, yeah, but these things always happen, dude, like in football. So I there was contact, surely, but I don't think there was enough for Bruno to fall there. Yeah, yeah, dude, I, I don't think that was a foul. Like, yeah. you saw him, like, he just, like, it was it was like his dive was late, too. Like, it yeah. was a late reaction. So I, I don't uh, personally think it was a foul. But again, like you said, like, you still got to yeah. make something of it. But if yeah. I was a City fan, I, I would be, you know, pretty pissed off about that. And the second big, I think this was fucking stupid. The second big decision was Fred dribbling in the box, doing some fucking insane <laughs> shit that I've never seen him do. He gets past Otamendi, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And he gets booked for a yellow card for diving. Um, yeah. And the VAR reviewed it. Vishnu, what was your thought on that? We've been pretty fortunate with VAR um, over the last few games. Um, so I, I think it kind of hurts that it didn't work out this game as well for us. <laughs> because you see these, like, Ollie said this as well, like, these things can always come back and bite you, you know? Like, these, if, that wasn't, if that was a penalty and we had scored that as well, we would have had a bigger advantage. And, like, yeah. you know, in the last 10 minutes, um, City had that sort of urgency. And any one shot, anything that would have deflected and gone in would have, like, really kicked us in the shins because that would have hurt. Um, again, I don't feel like, you know, at the first, when I first saw it, it didn't look like a dive at all. It looked like a foul. But then when he, when they showed it from the um, top commentator's angle, it looked like a dive. But then we saw it from the other angle, um, goal side angle, and then he's definitely clipped him. So for me, that's a short penalty. And I, I kind of questioned this as well, why, um, why uh, VAR didn't, um, re- change this um, um, decision, but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Like, but it's okay. I'm <laughs> at the end of the day, we got our results. Fred is a fucking monster as well. He's been ridiculous. He's been playing amazing. He's been really, really bossing the midfield now and doing his defensive duties at the same time. Um, I think I read a statistic that uh, Man United ran about on average three kilometers more than Man City did in the game. And Fred did most of those running as well. And Fred was, uh, significantly outran like the rest of the Man United squad. I'm not sure exactly how by how much, but he definitely did. And it was quite visible as well. And he plays every game, and he's just such a tank, and he puts all his effort in. Dude, yeah. like, I love Fred so much. Like, yeah. And suddenly, we have a midfield. Like, yeah. suddenly, we have actually a fucking deep midfield when you think Matic is back. We thought Matic was gone. We did, McTominay was out. We didn't have Bruno. We had Fred, who wasn't performing his best at the start yeah. and at the end of last season. And now we have, like, now when you look at it, it's like, whoa, Fred, fuck yeah. I'd love to have him. Scott McTominay, like, hell yeah. When Grealish comes in, which one of them is going to start? Matic to back that up? Like, dude. And, Paul you know, waiting, so. <laughs> I really hope Paul Pogba stays, dude. Like, dude, I honestly do as well. I really hope he does. Because imagine... Of Pogba taking those like, like crazy shots, taking those free kicks in, and Bruno from the other side. It's too crazy. I, don't, I think we'll have the best midfield in the Premier League if we have these two players on board. Dude, I, like you could even like go fucking Europe with that yeah. shit. Like Pogba, Fernandez. Oh, anyways, but like that would be so good. You wouldn't even need Grealish. But yeah, um, I think uh, our midfield has finally transformed and it's something that we can trust. And now, again, 
Defense yeah. seems to be settled. Midfield seems to be settled. You bring back in Rashford, you get in a Jaden Sancho, mm-hmm. and then a Gallo to back up Martial. And like, you know, suddenly we have a team that we should expect, you know, competes. So I think, you know, it's it's looking prosperous for us. And I, you know, I'm very looking much looking forward to next season. And before that, though, right at the end of the game, Scott McSauce had an absolute worldie. Another mistake by Ederson throws it out, trying to get the ball out quickly to get the ball out field. Throws it too long. Scott McTominay from just over halfway line. One touch finish. Boom, dude. Ooh. That was beautiful. <laughs> what do you Max think Sauce, of it? Dude. Max Sauce is on fire. And have you seen the looks of him right now? He is so jacked. It's dude, ridiculous. Jacked, man. I don't know. I think like after the injury, he looks even stronger. Like the fact that he couldn't run as much, maybe he built his upper body a lot more. You never know. Yeah. But he's a strong lad. He's tall and he's got this power uh, that I haven't quite seen in a while. Um, it's it kind it's like rejuvenated Scott Scott McTominay on steroids basically. Um, yeah, yeah execution was absolutely spot on. He had the if you see actually the ball when um, Fred passed it down straight to Edison, McTominay was behind the halfway mark, and his like presence of mind to run in into the midfield and you know predict that there is going to be a ball passed um, on the left side left hand side was uh, really good to watch. Um, he stormed the front and, you know, he knew exactly what he had to do. Edison was caught napping. He thought that was it, you know. He didn't He didn't think any of it because even after he threw the ball, he didn't really rush back to the goal. Uh, right. Yeah, perfect. 40-yard mark, 40 meters, I think. And it was due to the, the, the ecstasy you could see on his face at the end of it as well. And, like, I it was, was so... The whole team. Yeah, we just burst like, and this is like amazing because it's a Stratford Stratford end finish as well. And the last yeah. one we're seeing is of uh, Michael Owen, <laughs> that dramatic <laughs> three finish at Old Trafford. Yes, uh, Ferguson. So yeah, the Stratford end finish, perfect. That was like it was the icing on top of the cake. It was beautiful, dude. It's oh man, I was so excited. I was so euphoric. Like it. So glad that we trashed Man City as well, like despite everything else. And like, yeah, I think yeah, we have the X factor, man, to compete for the like you know even for the even for the title next season. Dude, few more pieces, and you know you never know. I I, I honestly agree with that. And dude, when the camera went to Martial and Bruno Fernandez, oh, dude, I was so happy, dude. Martial was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Both so of them fucking happy. <laughs> Especially, I think it meant a lot to Bruno as well because he was um, picking up some fights with Pep Guardiola in this game, if you've yeah. noticed. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. <laughs> I think it initially started off with uh, Bruno was um, going for, the, for, um, for a throw. Yeah, yeah, and Pep just like walked, like collected the ball, walk, walked up to him about like 10 meters and then chucked the ball the other way. Yeah. It's, it's a tactic that I've also used in the past when I <laughs> play football, just to be an asshole. Yeah. But yeah, I think it stirred him up. Like I think that pissed him up a little bit more. And he's been playing even better than, um, yeah. And then they had some exchange of words and stuff. It's fuck it, dude. I don't give a shit. Like it's he's a good player. He's already created another chance now. I'll take it. Pep can fuck right off. <laughs> Pep can really fuck right off, dude. That was that was cool to see. That was cool to see that fierceness. Um, but yeah, dude. Overall, insane game. Insane mm. hype through it all. Like. 
that was that was like one of the most fun games I have had to watch this season. Uh, but you know, moving on to our next fixtures, it's tough because we just want to keep talking about the city game. But we're playing Lask in the Europa League, and then we're playing Spurs. You know, um, Vishnu, what do you think about this last game? Is it the round of sixteen right now in the Europa League? Quarterfinals. Oh, it's the quarterfinals. Yeah. So it's a big game against a relatively smaller team. They're top of the Austrian league. Yeah. But what do you think we're going to do? Do you think we're going to arrest some players because we're playing Spurs on um, on Sunday? Yeah, you sorry, gonna I just checked it. It is the round of 16. It's not the quarterfinals yet. My bad. Round yeah. of 16. So it's, yeah. it's, still, it's still a huge game because, you know, the Europa League is huge for us. Are we going to do what we did, uh, you know, in the last round with Bruges and mm. start a kind of, you know, mediocre team? What do you yeah, think? I think so. I think we're going to use the same sort of squad that we used for um, the um, Bruges game. I think Igalo will start for sure with Greenwood. Martial will be rested, I think, because especially that he got a little knock in this game as well. Uh, mm. I don't think they'll risk him for uh, anything for now. Um, Bruno, I think, might get a rest as well because he did play like 88 minutes this game and we might need him ready for Tottenham. I think that is a good big fixture for us as well. Um, yeah, I see defensively, I think Bailly will come in. Brandon Williams will start. Um, Lindelof might also get a go. And Maguire will play. I think Maguire has to lead that front. Romero, obviously. Mm, I think uh, Matic, Mata, Lingard and Pereira, one of the two. It'll be like a, it'll be a rest for all our players, um, considering that we've had a lot of games um, back to back, two games in a week uh, since we're still in the FA Cup as well. Um, yeah, we'll definitely get a rest, dude. Um, it'll be. I don't see any issues uh, with us beating Lask as well. Unfortunately, it is behind closed doors because of the outbreak, the latest outbreak on the coronavirus, which is a right. tough thing. I know, like, the Serie A has been going through this as well recently. Um, I don't know the solution to it, but it is the fans that do make up the game as well, so you never know. Uh, it sucks for Lask, but I think we should get away with a thumping win, dude. 2-0, 3-0, considering the form we are in right now. Um, Oli, I'm pretty sure at the end of the City game, he just went and said, you know what, the task is not done, being Oli. You'll be like, you know, this is just a game. You won the Manchester Derby, celebrate for a day get back to business the next morning. Yeah, last shouldn't be an issue for us. Uh, I don't see any surprises. Dude, I, I think, um, I kind of disagree with you. I think we need to, I mean, first of all, it's very lucky for us that they have to play the game behind closed doors because it's a disadvantage for them. They're losing their, you know, home advantage through that. It sucks. I mean, obviously the situation yeah. sucks globally. But I think that we have to go with a relatively strong lineup because we're away from home, man. Like, I, what I would love is to play a Bruno, maybe not to play a Martial, but to play a Bruno and a Mata and a Matic, like you're saying, and get the job done quickly and get Bruno off the field. Because away from home, yeah. if, we can get two, if we can beat them 2-0, guaranteed, then coming back to Old Trafford, we know we're strong there. We're not mm. going to concede two goals away from, you know, at home. And we can, you know, rest players there. So yeah. that, that would be my thing because I'm still so fixed on the Europa League, dude. We don't know what's going to happen with Chelsea. Leicester are showing signs of, you know, slowing down. So maybe even that's an opportunity. But there's no guarantee. 
Yeah. I think Europa League could be a great option for us. And if we can, if the players are up for it, it would be awesome if we could play um, them for both games. So I think you're right. I think we're going to win 2-0. But I do think that we're going to potentially even start Chong because he just signed his new contract. Yeah, uh, worried about that as well because I know he is a good talent to have. Oli sees something in him for sure. So... Yeah, I, I, I think he would get a start as well. Maybe not a start, but he might come in early in the second half and then uh, play a good 30 minutes. It's good yeah. for his confidence as well. Uh, I, he is one of the stars. He, he, could, he could well be another Greenwood in the making. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. But I, I'm predicting a 2-0 there as well. So hopefully smooth sailing in the Europa League and then moving to fucking Mourinho on Sunday. They have been in a very shit vein of form. They have lost. In their last five games, they've lost four and drew one. And tonight, they're playing Leipzig again, which they probably will lose. By the time you're watching this, that game would have happened. Yeah. Um, and their squad is pretty depleted right now. Mourinho has told all the players they suck. Ndombele apparently sucks. Like he says, after every game, Vertonghen sucks. We should... Approach on a free at the end of the season, I think. But that's a later topic. Yeah. Deli Ali can't score a goal to save his life. Bergwijn is the only good... I like watching Bergwijn. Yeah, I like Bergwijn too. He's the only one doing anything. But do what do you think here, man? Are we home or away in this game? Uh, we're away. Um, Tottenham, we're away, yeah. We're, we're away. So, what do you I think, I honestly bro? don't consider Tottenham as a um, top-flight team anymore. Honestly, at least this season. Especially after Harry Kane's injury has ruled him out. Son's injury has ruled him out. So, like, they've lost their firepower in their team. They're, like, they have a, a, pretty, a pretty bad dressing room scene right now. It's not really working out. I don't know how he's going to pull up his socks, which I honestly don't care either because being Jose Mourinho, he can go fuck right off. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, but I, since we're away and they've had a recent dip in form as well, they've not been doing great. I see us extending the lead, inching towards Chelsea a bit more. Chelsea have a relatively easy um, round of fixtures till the end, I think. They don't have many tough games ahead of them. So we just need to keep on our tracks and make sure they slip somewhere. Hopefully they do. And then we can pounce on those um, dipping points. So, yeah, I, Tottenham shouldn't be an issue. We've got Lask right after that as well. So, like, I think uh, we'll play a relatively very strong team for Tottenham. Um, right. that's, why, that's why I was suggesting by... Um, because I agree with you for your team for Lask as well, but uh, we usually play a top-tier team in our, at home. So especially even if we're like 1-0 down, 2-0 down, we can make that up at home. Uh, so, yeah, I, we, I think we'll extend our run. I don't think we'll have any issues there. I would be very surprised if we do. Dude, I think that, you know, if Josie's run continues to be so shit to the end of the year, do you think the possibility that he could lose his job before that, Daniel Levy is just like, dude, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. Like, mm. dude, this kind of losing form is atrocious. I don't know why he's getting, getting more shit than this. You know, Solskjaer has never lost four games in a row and then drew one, which he deserved to lose. And then he's probably going to lose again to Leipzig. Like, dude, that, that, that is like absurd how a top flight manager apparently can do that and is not getting crushed. It is shit, dude. He does not have that better team. But again, dude, you know, I think against us, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to turn it up a little bit. They're going to bring the fire. But Jose will sit deep. 
yeah. against us. He will sit deep, and I think we will like edge this. I think it'll be two zero again, but I do think it'll be a closer two zero because they're going to shut up shop. They're going to be very good defensively, like we've seen yeah. with Jose Mourinho teams, and we we're going to have to find a way to break that deadlock. So actually, I'm going to I'm going to say one zero, but yeah. I don't I don't know I I just think they're going to sit eleven men behind the ball. So I think it's going to be a tough one, but yeah. I think we got this. And I just wanted to say on Chelsea's fixtures, their mm-hmm. last two games of the year, bro, yeah. are Liverpool and Wolves. Oh, okay. Oh, I wasn't aware our of last, that. Our last game of the year is Leicester City. Yeah. I think we can get past Leicester, honestly. I'm not even, like, joking. I think we can do it. But with what we are going through right now, I think we'll... I made this prediction, I think, about, like, three games, three podcasts ago, three episodes ago, saying that we will beat Leicester in a final game and we will clinch that fourth spot in that game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that's still on the cards. I think... Yeah, never know, dude. Like this is this is why I love the Premier League so much. Um, it's not just two teams fighting only for the title. It's like six other teams fighting for top four, and then there's like mid um, derby rivalries between them and stuff. It's awesome. It's just amazing to see. Like it's it's it can be anyone's game at the end of the day. So yeah, like dude. our current form and a little bit more on that as well. Like I think that Pogba might start that Tottenham game. I have a feeling yeah, Pogba. He's been, Mourinho, he's, that would be amazing. Exactly, because he's been putting in a lot more effort as well. I read news that he's uh, been training at Carrington um, uh, yeah. a lot later than the other players. Like once they have left and stuff, he's been staying behind, putting in some extra effort. He wants his spot back, dude. I think that's like we're sh- we're starting to see signs of him like coming back. I think he's just fed up with the whole social media as well. We might have misjudged him, but um, yeah, I think he's raring to come back. It'll. I was expecting to to see him on the bench at least for this city game, but I guess he wasn't ready. Maybe even Lask, um, never know, dude. But I think he's very close to a return. So if he does, I think that would be the game when like Bruno and Pogba start together. And yeah. Yeah, we would then we can actually tell like all our predictions, all our like expectations will be made clear that game. And what a game to do it as well, like. <laughs> dude, if Pogba can. Fuck up Mourinho, dude. I would be so happy. Yeah. Uh, that would be amazing if that was true. I, I'd be, I, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah. Just to end, let's end on this note. What would be a better finish to the season for you? A top four finish or winning the Europa League? What would you prefer? Just because of our fight um, that, you know... We've been struggling at the, I think at the start of the season as well, when we dropped down to 10th and 12th and stuff. And from where we've picked up and we've come on this like recent run of success, we've been doing really well. Uh, we've been defensively amazing. We've been spectacular there. We've been like, we've not conceded a lot of goals. We've, we've been doing really well over the last two months. I think just for this and Europa is always great. We've already, we won it like three years ago. So that's, I, I'd love to win the Europa as well, but I would prefer a top four finish, considering the quality that we have um, and the, the teams that we're up against and the climb that we have done. It would be, it would be I think, instrumental for Oli majorly that like, he would clinch a top four finish. And I, there's another thing as well. Like, if you do claim the Europa, uh, you do get Champions League access and stuff as well, but I don't feel like a lot of players would want to join us. 
but if we do finish in the top four, I feel like that would open up the doors for a lot more transfers, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It shows like consistency. Like cup competitions aren't consistency. I I, I agree, dude. I for some reason like it, the Europa League, even though it's so important, it feels like we're not putting that much energy into it. It felt very different under Jose's first season, but yeah. here the Premier League just seems like you know what we're fighting like our fucking cuts out for. Yeah. So it would be awesome, you know, to get both and the fucking FA Cup and. Yeah, dude, that would be insane to finish the year. But I think that is a good place to wrap this shit up. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the East of Stratford podcast. Again, we beat City fucking 2-0, baby. What a day. What a time to be alive. Make sure to check us out on Instagram. Make sure to check us out on Facebook. Hit that notifications button. Tell us what you thought of the game. And yeah, baby. On to the next one. Happy holy, boys. Happy holy, guys. Peace. Peace.